0: Welcome back to Cardinal Corner, a podcast created by Cardinal Home Center. I'm your host, Maggie Glass. For the next few weeks, we're going to be doing a series with Charlottesville realtor Stacia Rice covering topics such as home improvements, renters' do's and don'ts, and how to get your home ready for potential buyers. Today, for the first episode in the series, we're going to be talking about improvements to add value to your home. Thank you for joining us here, Stacia. Can you start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, hi,
1: I'm Stacia Rice. I'm a realtor with Avenue Realty here in Charlottesville, and I'm also the co-owner of Make It Home Staging and Design. So day to day, I wear multiple hats. Uh, As a realtor, I help folks buy and sell homes. And as a designer and co-owner of Make It Home Staging and Design, I do a lot of um, staging for my clients, for other realtors in preparation for sale. And that might include something like um, bringing in furniture, using what um, the homeowner has and or creating um, value by updating their spaces with um, repairs and things like that. We also do a lot of design work with folks to make their spaces their own.
0: Okay. So the first question I have for you is, what are the most common ways to increase resale value?
1: Okay. Well, (laughs) as with most things, it depends, right? So in terms of resale, I often have conversations with my clients and it really comes down to what the situation is and how long they expect to be in the house. So if you start with your basic investor or flipper, there are tried and true investments that are going to take what's probably a pretty rundown house into something that is appealing to the to the buyer so those things obviously well uh maybe not so much but obviously are uh, kitchens bathrooms flooring paint and remediating any major issues that you might find in a home of, in disrepair so repairs to any sort of rotting wood uh, making sure structurally everything's sound, if you can update plumbing and electrical. All those things are really good things to do if you're kind of flipping a home. So for folks that are looking to sell their home in the near future, then I think what we focus on are cost-effective updates that are gonna have the most impact. So some of those things could be uh, paint. It's probably one of the most effective ways to update a space. So choosing not necessarily a plain white or a basic gray, but a nice neutral color that kind of brings in the tones. Flooring is also another area that buyers tend to get hung up on. Both of those areas, I think buyers generally, at least the ones that I'm touring around with, see as major costs Hmm. right out the gate. And so if you can avoid that in this current market, the only houses we see that sit are the ones that haven't put any effort into okay. the process of getting ready for sale. Those that show well in that they're fresh, things look updated, even if the kitchen is a little dated, as long as it's clean and fresh, that those are um, still appealing to buyers. We're not really in the situation that we found ourselves in 2021, where you didn't have to put any effort into the yeah. home in order for it to sell at top dollar. Right now, we have a very still a strong seller's market, but the ones that are getting top dollar and still are maybe even seeing some Prices above asking are those that are appealing to buyers. So so paint, flooring or some of those things. If you do have a kitchen or a bathroom that is a little more than just dated, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a little grubby or has some disrepair, those are not the ones at least at this time of like let's say within a couple of months of selling i'm going to recommend ripping them all out and um, doing? investing that it's the return on investment just won't really be yeah. there but there are some simple things you can do in order to make some effective updates so in kitchens simple you'd be amazed what new hardware will do to cabinetry especially if the woods in good condition you know that can be great now if the wood's not in great condition or the paint the painted cabinets aren't a fresh coat of paint is a great way to go on yeah, cabinetry
0: and way lower cost than redoing everything absolutely
1: and you'd be surprised there are really cost effective granites out there that if it if the neighborhood you know has a consistent presence of that sort of level mm-hmm. of Uh, countertops and things like that you can certainly do that fairly cost effective and that seems to help now if your appliances are out of date it's if they're just barely hanging it might be in your best interest to, to replace some of those but in the bathrooms, similarly, right? If sometimes linoleum can be kind of grubby in bathrooms, so, and it's not a big area. So doing another simple um, cost-effective, like a luxury vinyl plank is very easy to just kind of float over some of those types of floors. Painting vanities are great. And honestly, overarchingly, just make sure things are clean, Okay. You know? Now, if you just bought a house and, or you've lived in a house for a while, and you really do see yourself staying there, then your investments will find time to have a return, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of these things, if you are deciding like your kitchen really needs a whole renovation or bathrooms could use a whole renovation, those are really good things to do if you see yourself being in the property for at least three to five years. Okay, But I would say that overarchingly, you're going to get the most return on the value is to additional square footage. So that might just look like utilizing spaces that aren't currently finished, right? Basements are a great way to yeah. add additional functional space. You might even have an attic that has some space or, or a bonus space over a mm-hmm. garage. There's a lot of sort of unused spaces sometimes that buyers will find, even if it's off to the side, can be uh, pretty useful. So, in, and from a, a value standpoint, more square footage equals more value, right? right? so major renovations like additions and things like that if it suits you and it's a, it's a need for your family or for your for the house itself those are all good things to do it's just understanding that they may or may not trans translate dollar for dollar in yeah terms right of the return on in value and return on investment
0: now are there any projects that you would advise homeowners avoid
1: it's very rare that I recommend gutting a kitchen or a bathroom at that time, unless mm. there's major deterioration or like actual problems with a house. But right before sale, I think it's important to limit the amount that you put into dollar for dollar, but there are certain things that you will see every dollar out. And those are some of those of um, things we talked about before. But it's probably not your best time to start, you know, adding major decks and patios and things like that. But, you know, if your front door is looking pretty shabby, it's not a bad time to replace it.
0: I guess my next question is then, when should I start working on some of these projects? And also, when is it a good time to start talking to a realtor?
1: I found that the vast majority of my clients that were looking to sell their house within the you know near future um, needed solidly six months if there was some real hefty work to be done but even if it's just uh, the truth of the of the world is that we do not live like staged homes right and at the end of the day even if you're going to stay in the home or even if you see yourself leaving the home before it goes on the market meaning it'll be empty there's typically some level of preparation that needs to happen I recommend most of the people that I talk to as early as possible. So if you see that you have a job change maybe next year coming up, six to 12 months ahead of time is not too early, especially if there are some areas that are identified that might be a little more costly and you need to have a little time to either you know, save for that or, you know, make room in your budget for it over the course of time, that tends to be a lot less stressful. Mm -hmm. The other thing is a lot of these things take time, right? The one thing I will say with most of these projects, um, a lot of folks are like, I'm going to DIY it.
0: I was just about to ask that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so here's my rule of thumb if what you can produce, you would pay good money for, (laughs) if you would pay a contractor (laughs) for, and you would be very happy to hand over thousands of dollars to them Mm -hmm. with that paint line looking like that, or the molding looking the way it does, then great. If if you would buy a house that has that level of finish, great. There are plenty of people who have lots of skills. And I think most of this stuff, Quite frankly, if you take time and you're careful with it, many of these things can be DIY friendly. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I would recommend, especially like the painting cabinetry. It's a very intensive process to do it right. One of the things that, I don't recommend is kind of doing the bare minimum on some of these things and having it, even especially if you're going to do it early and then yeah. having it getting scratched up before you even get yeah. ready to this. Well,
0: especially if you're already putting the time and effort into yeah. it yourself, you might as well. And
1: many of these projects like painting walls can be very DIY friendly. I have also seen some that people were doing it rushed at the end and or didn't have a tremendous amount of skill and in all honesty, it was a liability when the paint job looked Kind of yeah, terrible because it just meant that the buyer was going to have to do it over again. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, when you're when you're approaching these things earlier, the better because the more time you have, the more uh, the less stress you're going to have. You'll have time to find contractors to do the work, right? Uh, get multiple bids. You'll be able to save money in in those ways. And if you decide that it's something that you can handle having more time is always going to help you do a better job. And
0: right now, is there any kind of shortages on supplies or that sort of thing that people should be aware of? This specific project is going to take an extra amount of time, so sure. I should start it earlier.
1: There are, especially when it comes to major renovations, if you, were, if you hadn't already engaged a contractor about three months ahead of time, you're probably not going to get started okay. um, in that time. Now, some of these other, you know, sort of, lower skill or more quick hits, painters, and things like that, there's a pretty big market for that. One of the things that I find is helpful is utilize your resources, right? So realtors spend a lot of time, and and part of the reason I actually made a whole nother business around design Mm -hmm. is that building relationships with contractors is really, really important. And it was really helpful for me to get the job done for my clients, right? If I'm consistent about bringing, you know, quality to my clients, they're happy. If those contractors know that when they work with me, it's going to be an easy process. I'm going to facilitate it as much as possible. They're definitely going to get paid on time. You know, those types of things are, are relationship builders. Mm -hmm. And so I would recommend talking to your realtor to be honest with you about Uh who you work with. And then of course I'm going to, you know, if, if you are looking to do a major renovation for your home that you're going to be staying in for a while, I think some level of design consultation is important. I think there are certain things you might not consider. And if you go in, you know start a bowl in a channel shop you might miss some opportunities okay
0: what other things should i be thinking about in terms of preparing to sell
1: some level of aging needs to happen in order for buyers to be able to see themselves in the house and you can go all over the internet and see you know checklists of all the things but my rule of thumb is we don't want to distract a buyer with your things and or cover up prime real estate that they're actually going to purchase. So for example, the, the rug that you have that kind of matches what you have going on, but it's a little dingy if it's not adding to it, but your floors underneath are gorgeous. We edit it out. If you have a million things on your walls, they're likely to be looking at that and trying to see if they know you or if you went to the same college. So one of the things that I, I do talk to my staging clients about is that we do not need to have bare walls gray Mm -hmm. and and completely uh, neutral but what we do want is it to feel restful to the eye so if you go into a property the more the less is more adage is actually pretty um right on especially when it comes to photography so the the distraction of stuff on your countertops lots of stuff all over your walls you know things all over the surfaces of things it actually does clutter the space and it makes it feel a little smaller, right? So sometimes you have furniture pieces that aren't absolutely necessary to your day-to-day life. Oftentimes we're editing them, we're editing shelves and things like that. So that's really important if you're there and if you decide to move out of the property before it goes to market and it's gonna be empty, my recommendation to you would be to not leave it empty and the reason for that um and obviously i'm biased because i have furniture to put into properties but what i find is that buyers get caught up in the only thing that they can see so they're little they're walking in nitpicking things on the walls or scuffs on the floors there's nothing else to focus on a good amount, not a bare minimum. I wouldn't recommend just throwing a chair in a room and yeah. walking away. <laughs> some of those, look a, it's a little sad. But some, you know, a nicely outfitted room, but it doesn't have to be chock full of things. Yeah. With some basic furniture. It tells the story of a space, what you could use it for. And then what we find, especially for a lot of the homes in Charlottesville, is that we have some aged homes that are a little older, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have the open concept and they actually feel a little cramped when you walk in. There's no possible we could have any furniture in here. It's not big enough. Well, truth be told, you can, if you put the right scaled furniture in there, it helps people see, oh yeah, this works totally. And I see how I'd be able to use that. So yeah, from uh, preparing for sale, I think it's really important to put your best foot forward, right out the gate. Most realtors will tell you that you're going to have the most negotiation power and get the highest dollar within those first couple of weeks. So okay. you want your online presence with your photography to be really spot on and you really want a realtor who's going to be focused on uh, high quality marketing so that people have already fallen in love with your house before they walk in. And then when they do, it's it's also, you know, sealing the deal. Yeah.
0: All right. I think that about covers everything. Thank you for joining us. If you want to learn more about what we talked about today, you can visit our website at www.cardinalcornerpodcast.com.